All right, hey, all right. Hey. What's going on, America? And welcome to this episode. Um, I told you last episode that we were going to bring in uh, Philip from Birch Gold, our our economy inflation 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 expert, and we were going to talk to you guys about the reality of what we're looking at currently, where we think we're going, and especially what's going to happen if things with Russia and Ukraine continue to get worse. Um, but before we do that, um, well, you know what? Let's get into a spot. All right. I don't know about you, but I hate being lied to, which is pretty much every day as it happens here in America in 2022. It happens enough with the left that it shouldn't be happening with my food, but it turns out that 85% of the grass fed beef in the United States is imported from overseas. Here's the lie though. These foreign products are often labeled product of USA since they are minimally processed here. Don't buy cheap because that's why they minimally process them here in America. So they're able to slap that product of USA on there. But you're really eating China meat. Stop buying cheap imported beef that lacks true flavor. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to cut through the misinformation and get 100% American beef delivered to your door today. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Graham promo code checkout for the latest special. All right, so we're back uh, real quick. Uh, I didn't talk about this the last episode, which I am so sorry, and I apologize sometimes. There's just so much stuff that I just forget. Uh, major groundbreaking story yesterday. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, has come out and said that he is filing a defamation lawsuit against CNN, MSNBC, NBC, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, LeBron James was just named today. And that's just the beginning uh, of 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 Kyle Rittenhouse finally coming back and getting what is due to him. I personally think that this is amazing. I think that what was done to Kyle Rittenhouse was bigger than just uh, you know uh, the Black Lives Matter riots and all that stuff. They fundamentally one they went after a child, okay, and then he became an adult during the process. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is it was in again in my opinion an attack against our second amendment by trying to change the definition of what self-defense actually is that is the biggest thing that they tried to do slowly but surely just like jordan peterson always talks about i'm going to approach or i'm going to go after your freedoms go after your freedoms go after your freedoms until you start to protest and i'm going to back off until you calm down then i'm going to go all the way up to the line again until you start to get mad about it, and then I'm going to back off and then wait for you to calm down. And I'm going to do it again until you get mad about it, then I'm going to back off and you come down. And then before you know it, they've changed what self-defense actually is defined as. They tried in this court case to say that the moment that you pull out a gun, you can no longer claim self-defense. That is is what they actually tried to do with Kyle Rittenhouse, and he was the lamb to the slaughter, but we won. 
And I am in full support of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, and we are going to get him on the show to talk about this. Absolutely, we are. Um, I am a fan. Uh, I personally hope that CNN becomes the Rittenhouse Network. Uh, personally, I hope he takes LeBron James for millions of dollars, and LeBron James has to give up his number. Uh, I, I hope. I hope everything like that has to be part of the settlement. You can no longer wear Michael Jordan's number ever because you're not the greatest. Michael Jordan is the greatest. The end. Uh, bravo to Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, I think it's awesome, um, and and it's big time news. Like this is the moment to go after these people that are able to do and say whatever they want to do because they're on the left side of the narrative and they're able to do all this and that. Um, anyway, but we got to move on. Um, and before we do, like I said, I promised you we're going to bring in an expert to talk about everything that's going on in the economy. And and don't turn this episode off because you think, oh, no, this is good. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to listen to what Philip has to say. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. If you think that it's bad right this second, empty shelves in the grocery store, gas at an all-time high, literally homes that are worth $300,000 going for $800,000, $900,000, if you think that's bad, this is just the beginning, and you need to listen and you need to pay attention to what is actually happening around you. The purpose of this show is to inform you of what you need to hear, not what you mm -hmm. want to hear, okay? But before we get into that... Let's get into a sponsor. All right. If you haven't heard the world premiere of Daily Wire's Shut In reached over half a million views. That's right. Half a million views. More than a Don Lemon episode and currently has an audience score because we don't trust the critics. The critics... Well, they suck. The audience score is 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Daily Wire worked night and day to not just make this film, but to make it one worth watching. And guess what? They did it. While being directed by DJ Caruso, The Daily Wire produced a film, and it's really, really good. The film is now exclusively streaming for Daily Wire members. And if you're not one, you're missing out. Support conservatives making movies. Support movies without a woke agenda. Remember those? Support The Daily Wire and head to dailywire.com slash subscribe and get a membership today. Use code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, for 25% off your new membership. This might be their first production, but it's not their last. The Daily Wire also released the new trailer for Hyperion's, an anti-superhero movie, and Terror on the Prairie, our new Western-starring the amazing, uncancelable Gina Carino. That's right, from The Mandalorian, and it's coming this summer. So go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and get a membership today. Use code Graham for 25% off your new membership now. All right, uh, and without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our friend is back to explain to us where we actually are. Philip, you there? I'm there. I'm here. There Sorry. he is. Uh, my favorite American accent uh, from, from, from our experts that come on the show. Uh, Philip, I wish that I could say that we had good news to talk about. But um, unfortunately, uh, you know, we've been talking to the listeners about inflation. And I know that last time you were on, we really had you define 
what that meant. But now, unfortunately, inflation has risen even higher, a 40-year high, the highest we've seen it since Ronald Reagan took office. Uh, what are your thoughts? Where are we going? What's happening? Why is it getting worse? <laughs> what, what are we doing as a country that's leading us down this road? Look, it's all on the back of policy for the last decade, right? Printing huge amounts of money, pumping it through the markets, amassing debt. All of these actions are very inflationary. As you said, sadly, I am the bearer of bad news again. Inflation, uh, the, the latest report came out a couple of weeks ago. It's up another 50 basis points. It's now at 7.5% year over year. And the markets are panicking. S&P fell into correction territory officially yesterday, so 10% down for the year. And the government are having to get aggressive, the Federal Reserve. So now, initially, we predicted about four rate hikes for the year. Now the markets are pricing in closer to seven or eight. We could see a 2% increase in federal funds rate. Um, on top of that, the Fed are now suggesting, and we'll see with if it happens with everything happening politically, but the Fed is suggesting that they may end quantitative easing. So this is going to be the end of an era for, for the markets here in the United States. It's not looking good, Grant. Yeah. So obviously we partner with Birch Gold for, for, for a reason. Uh, the, the whole point that you guys do is you guys protect as best as can be protected uh, sure. people's savings, things that they've worked very hard for, for their families. Um, I'll touch on Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff here uh, later on. But right now, right this second, where is the American dollar? Where, where, where are people at if they're looking at, cause I know myself, uh, we were seriously, me and my family, we were seriously considering, uh, getting a new home, upgrading our home, et cetera. And, you know, we've decided, you know, we should probably just stay where we are right now. Uh, because everything is so just extravagantly high across the yes. board. Uh, what is your advice, being the expert that you guys are over there at Birch Gold, not only about people's savings, but about just their decisions of purchasing and things in general? What, what, what can you tell everybody right now? Look, you're you're right. When you say everything is absurdly high, you're you're absolutely right. And it ties into what we mentioned before, right? It's the printing of money, the amassing of debt through quantitative easing. And that's money printing, basically. The Fed has crowded out the private sector, right? They funded over 50% of entire government borrowing for more than the last 10 years, 30% of all mortgage-backed securities. So right. the Fed have essentially single-handedly propped up the stock market and the housing market, whilst at the same time allowing for massive government spending. Now, what this has done is it's distorted the markets and the pricing signals that they send to investors, the concern right now is we may see a reversion to proper valuations, which means, uh, you know, implies a big correction in both housing and, and stocks. Now, I didn't come on here to fear monger, right? The idea right. is to try and present solutions. Yeah, no, tell us the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's the idea. But listen, we talk about bubbles in the stock market and generally people think bubbles are negative and they are when people sit passively, the bubble bursts, right? So they imply downside. But here's my view, Graham. The flip side of a bubble is also clear. 
right? If you're aware of it, you can use it to your advantage, right? And I think anyone who's selling stock today, reducing their exposure to the markets, they're doing it at all-time highs, and they're benefit or close to all-time highs, I should say, and they're benefiting from all of this negative policy, the money printing, low interest rates, which have driven the value of stock portfolios out of proportion to reality. Right. When you sell, it's a benefit. And then it's just a case of trying to find the right asset to weather the storm. And that's, I think, what we have here at Birch today. So, so and again, I, I really want to talk about, because like we heard yesterday, uh, Biden comes on <clears throat> and he says that Americans need to brace for, uh, you know, the the defending freedom is basically going to make uh, things even worse is what it sounds like. And we'll talk about that here in a minute yeah. for, for, for everyday life people right now. We, like you said, we're at seven point five percent inflation rate, the worst since Ronald Reagan. What does the everyday American that has some savings or or they're thinking about trying to figure out a way like there's a lot of people that are just sitting around going i have no idea yeah. what to do i've got I, I don't know 20 grand in my savings account is it really 20 grand like am i going to lose it like what's happening what is some some quantitative things that people need to be doing right now in your opinion Look, you know, you have 20 grand in your bank account. It's still going to be 20 grand in a month, three months, a year. But the problem is inflation is driving the price of everything else up. Goods, services, food, gas, some of those things way higher than seven and a half percent in the in the last year in terms of price increases so right. the key is to make sure that your money is actually growing because in order to tread water today you need to be seeing growth right that's where i think precious metals have the advantage listen they're safe haven assets if everything was perfect in the economy you wouldn't be looking at safe haven assets right you'd be right. looking at stocks and things like that but they're very conducive for times like this why because the negative things in the economy they drive them up right stock yeah. market crashes push gold and silver up is the key inflation drives them up right so we know what inflation is. It's when things become more expensive. Right. The technical definition is the rising cost of commodities and services. Well, guess what? That's what gold and silver are. They're commodities. Right. So as prices increase, they move with it. So they're a very good way to preserve buying power in this sort of climate. That's the key. Uh, okay. All right. So, so that makes a lot of sense. But now let's talk about, <clears throat> let's talk about the foreseeable future. As yep. best as best that that we can, and, and and you know, I personally, we were talking about this on the last episode. My biggest concern is that the 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 balls rolled so far down the hill already that I don't know if we're not going to have to put boots on the ground in Russia to 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 do all this stuff. And and that's not what I want to talk to you about. I know that that's not why you're here. But my question is this, the the kind of dire in my opinion forecasting of what the White House, the government is already anticipating. They are already anticipating things to get worse. Yep. In your expert opinion, what does worse look like to the average everyday American? What 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 are we what are we potentially looking at here? 
look, for, from a military and from a, a political standpoint, you're certainly the expert there. I can talk purely in terms of economics. Yes, absolutely. Listen, wars, yeah, wars are expensive, as we know, right? And, and the problem that we have here in the United States right now, we've got a debt issue, right? Yep. And really what we need to try and do, and again, purely economics, not factoring in politics, is we've got to curb the spending. And my concern is more spending leads to more inflation, leads to more debt, and it compounds, it sort of snowballs. However, to bring it back to precious metals again, this sort of stuff, as bad as it is, as negative it is for, for the globe, it's actually very positive for safe havens. In fact, Goldman Sachs came out with the report. They're telling their, their clients now go long on gold. And what they cited was the inflation, the market issues but also the geopolitical instability. They talked about right. potential war with Ukraine. They talked about the South China Sea, what's happening there with Taiwan. This stuff ultimately bolsters gold prices, but I think it's inflationary as well. More spending means more inflation. That's the only concern economically. Right. And so correct me if I'm wrong here. <clears throat> Eventually, if it keeps getting worse, inflation keeps going up, we keep spending more money, eventually, like you said, the bubble, it's going to burst, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to have, you know, the housing market will collapse and, and all this other kind of stuff. So I've told everybody on our show, you know, if you're thinking about buying a house and, and all this stuff, you need to you just hold. Do not do not do that. If you want to sell a house, <laughs> do, do that. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, sell, sell the house now. Uh it, it, what happens when, like you said, uh, right now everything's being overvalued? Uh, I mean, you know, they, they said the cost to even build a deck on the back of your house is up like 80% of what it would cost. Mm. What happens, because even me, I sometimes get confused on, okay, what happens when it collapses? What happens then? Ah, so, so look, there's two things. One is the stock market, right? In the stock market, when we see a collapse, when we see a crash, that means, you know, 40, 50% drop. And where the numbers are today, that, that could definitely happen, right? right? So how does that affect individuals? Listen, people are saving. People have IRAs. They've got their money in the markets. We see a 50% drop. We go back 10 years, right? Now we have to wait for the markets to recoup, to come back. So it can have a dramatic effect, a market correction on people's savings and retirements, and particularly those who are there, right? They've got yeah. one eye on retirement. They're right there. Those are the guys that it hits. Inflation hits everybody. Right. Inflation hits everybody. And as inflation rises, that hits 100% of Americans, right? And that means that the dollars that you have in your bank, they buy you less. It's as good as taking 20, 30% and just burning it. It's the same thing. Right. And I'm, I'm getting concerned because, you know, and, and this is sort of expanding out, but I'm concerned that we don't even have the tools to fix it today. Really yeah. not. Look, the reason the government are aggressively raising rates this year or suggesting that they will is because of inflation, right? And that's how they combat it. Well, guess what? When they raise rates like that, it affects the housing market and the stock market that have been propped up by it, right? right. So by doing that, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in, in the stock market this year. But here's the thing, and this is a technical point. I'm worried we can't raise rates enough to address the level of inflation. So as you rightly point out, the last time inflation was this high, 40 years ago, right? right? Now, back then, 
a government treasury. The, the, the federal funds rate was closer to 15%. It needed that aggressive action to crush inflation. Right. The, thi- the thing is, I don't think we can do that today. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Back in 1982, US government debt, $1.1 trillion. Jeez. Today, it's over 30 right? So if interest rates get to 15%, suddenly we got 15% to pay annually on $30 trillion, which is four and a half trillion. The US, that's more than total to US tax revenue. I think we put ourselves between a rock and a hard place. And I think it's going to be hard to stop this inflationary storm. I really do. So, so that's interesting. And, and, and again, you know, forgive my ignorance to this, but uh, again, you know, my question goes back to, so what happens? Like eventually there has to be a breaking point, right? Like a true breaking point. Like, like what is worst case scenario? Like you said, okay. Uh, back then the national debt was only a little over a trillion dollars and now we're over yeah. 300 or 30 trillion. Oh God, 300, $30 trillion. <laughs> uh, time. Yeah. 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 Like as if 30 wasn't enough anyway. Exactly. Uh, again, we don't yeah. make enough in tax dollars to even right. pay the percentage on the debt that we would need to raise it to, to combat inflation in the first place, at some point, something's got to give, right? So, so what happens if, if we can't put enough uh, uh, percentage on the debt to curve inflation? Yeah. What, what is the doomsday scenario here? I mean, look, if we talk doomsday and, and everything inside of me, look, I look at the numbers and I, when you look at the numbers, I make comparisons to Argentina, the amount of debt, debt to GDP, the amount of money being printed. You look at those numbers and it tells you we could see an Argentina type situation here in the United States, which is hyperinflation, very, very high levels of inflation. And that's dramatic. I mean, people lose everything in those climates. Remember mid-war Germany. That's worst case scenario now. Right. That the, the numbers part of me says this is possible. The emotional part says no, right? We're Americans. We're the smartest people in the room. It cannot happen to America, right? So I, I still feel that there'll be some saving grace that comes from somewhere. We'll find a way out. But if I'm looking at it in terms of numbers, it's not impossible for us to head the route of Argentina. And that's significant. That's when they're, you know, people's savings are decimated throughout the country. I hope we don't get there, but uh, we'll see. And so that is the reason that we have you come on the show. So, so, so you can give us what's going on, but you can also tell us the realities of what could happen. I mean, the listeners of this show, and again, I don't expect you to say anything, but, but, you know, people know where I stand and and I know that people are paying attention to what this administration is doing and the, the, the path that they're leading us down. And you know, I think that it's more personally, I believe it's more important right now to take that money that you would have normally put down on a house. And maybe you need to put that money into something that can last uh, a potential doomsday scenario uh, and last through. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the whole point of of what you guys do. Correct? It is. And look, we don't push the doomsday scenario because, like like I said, it's not helpful. People yeah, panic. Yeah, absolutely. So- 
Yeah, and, and, and I know you don't either, but the key for me is with precious metals, they suit almost any eventuality, right? Look, it could be the case. We see high levels of inflation. We see stock market correction, but we get someone sensible in the White House in 2024 and we, we, we get through it. Right. Right. And if that happens, gold's there. Right. As inflation rises, it goes up. Market corrections, it goes up. So it functions as a very good hedge or it could get worse. We could see hyperinflation. We could see this very extreme stuff. And in that scenario, having a tangible asset that's been used to protect against that for centuries is exactly the way to do it. Listen, in periods of hyperinflation, in this extreme example, precious metals are the most perfect way, right? Because as currency falls, they go up, right? Mid-war Germany, we ended up with a new currency, right? Gold was the way to transition and to hold your buying power. So the reason I like it, it suits the, the, the most positive outlook. And that is we've got some tough times, but we get through, but it also suits the, 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 the doomsday scenario as well. So I think it really helps in this climate as a hedge to make sure that, you know, if we see a big turn, there's a portion of your portfolio protecting and growing. It's your insurance. Right. And, and as we say through every episode, uh, all you guys have to do to find out more info is text the word Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M. I mean, honestly, at this point, if you don't know how to spell my name, you're, you're on the show. <laughs> I, I you think know, you say I, almost every show. I feel, like, I feel like everybody should know. Uh, text the word Graham to 989898. Um, Philip, let me ask you just, just a question, uh, just, just to end this thing out here. Uh, outside of getting more info about Birch Gold and, and, and finding out a way to protect their money in these uncertain times, what do you see in the six month to 12 month future for everybody? Well, well, what do the numbers tell you we're actually looking at in the next six to 12 months? Look, we've been, we've been overdue a market correction for a long time. And I think what this administration has managed to do is kick the can further down the road by keeping interest rates low and pumping money through the markets. It's created an inflationary issue, which is now the priority. The Fed, I believe, will stick to their guns and raise rates this year. It's my feeling that that could be the catalyst for the long overdue market correction, right? So I think this year is going to be a tough one. Inflation is here, and I think it's here to stay. You couple that with stock market correction, it's a double whammy, and it's painful. So I think the key for people is to stay informed. Information kits at Birch, shows like this, they keep you informed. And here's the key, be preemptive. You know, a lot of people wait and wait and wait and wait and the market crashes and then they panic and move. You've missed the boat. The key is to preempt because that allows you to bank the gains you've built and then look at something to weather the storm. That's the big one. And that's the hard one for people. No one wants to sell a stock when it's going up. But the only other alternative is to do it when it's going down. And that's more painful. Okay. Uh, well, guys, I mean, you heard it here first, and 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 Philip, man, as always, uh, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know I said it last time, but we've got to do it more often. Uh, you know, we really need to work out a once a quarter thing. I really think that it would be really good to have you come on when uh, we release the jobs reports uh, and yeah. all of that stuff uh, to kind of dissect it and, and help everybody understand, uh, you know, 
GDP, all that stuff. Like, you know, the, the, because people people hear it all the time. Yeah. But then you don't really know what what this stuff actually means. So uh, thank you as always. Uh, we love what you guys are doing. Um, that's why we partner with you guys, and we appreciate you guys partnering with us. Uh, again, you can uh, text the word Graham to ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight right now to get a free. It's absolutely free. There's no there's no uh, scam or anything involved. Just a free info kit to find out how uh, gold, silver, and precious metals can help you. Philip, thanks so much, man, for talking to us again. And hopefully, the next time you come on, maybe we'll have some good news <laughs> to talk about. I hope so. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, it'll be my. It's always a pleasure to be here. So thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks, Graham. All right, guys. So I hope that you gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of insight from that. And I hope you found it valuable um, because we really want to continue to bring you uh, things that not only can inform you, but can also help you in the future. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, that's it, man. Uh, bear down the hatches, I guess. Uh, and and we're all in this thing together. Make sure to share this podcast. Share it on your social medias. Tell your friends. Leave us a rating. Give us five stars. And we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>